everybody out in Alberta and Canada and uh, the world. My name is Kerry Lambert, and I welcome you to an online webinar evening of solutions for New Alberta, brought to you by the Alberta Prosperity Project, also known as APP. Our purpose is to educate, inspire, and unite all Albertans, businesses, and organizations to protect the prosperity, individual freedoms, rights, and sovereignty by empowering the Alberta government to restructure Alberta's relationship with Canada. Of course, we couldn't do this without your help. And if this is your first time watching, welcome. And I hope you find this information engaging and wanting to find out more. And if you're a regular APP webinar viewer, thank you for your support. We couldn't do this without you. APP is member-driven with a goal of a million plus members to help steer the political process. APP memberships are one year for $20, two years for $30, three years for $40, or you can make a donation at www.albertaprosperityproject.com. And we also have APP merchandise at the albertaprosperitystore.com. So my apologies for, for not letting everybody know that last week we didn't have a webinar and that was because it was International Women's Day and uh, we were out doing events. And I hope that maybe you ended up getting out to, to do something to celebrate women everywhere. Uh, but tonight we have a webinar and we have a special guest. Uh, the webinar is called The Truth About UNDRIP. And UNDRIP is the United Nations Declaration on the Rights of Indigenous Peoples. And our guest is Rayanne Spotted Bull. And I'm gonna bring her on here in just a second. And just so you know, this is a live webinar that right now it's seven, almost 7.05 uh, Mount Standard Time on uh, Wednesday, March 15th, of course. And uh, so we encourage you to ask questions and make comments throughout the presentation. And if you do, in your comments, just put three question marks before the question. So that way it's flagged and uh, I can quickly view it while I go back through the comments. Now, uh, I also have to tell you that, tell everyone that uh, Rayanne is up in Northern Alberta. And if you've ever been up in Northern Alberta, uh, you know the internet is pretty spotty. So we'll bring her on camera first. And if it seems to be freezing up, she'll just go on to the audio. And I've already downloaded her PowerPoint presentation. We did this uh, the other day and uh, it seemed to be a bit of an issue. So uh, I'll be playing it on my end on another computer. I've got a whole bunch of things going on here. So hopefully that solves a lot of glitches. And with that, I'm gonna bring Rayan on now. Hello, Rayan, how are you? Are you there? Yeah. There she is. All good, excellent. How are you doing? We're fading in and out. Are you? Okay. Well, let's let's give this a shot for a minute or okay. so, and if uh, and if it uh, seems to be dying, then we'll uh, we'll turn off your camera and we'll go right to the the presentation. So, Undrip. So, obviously, there's no school uh, to go to yes. courses uh, on Undrip. So, how did you how did you get involved in and which what's your story? No. Um, I was privy to it from Vermont. They started having questions because I live on the um, Blood Reserve, which is actually southern, um, the largest reserve in Canada. Okay. Um, the natives as to um, rights yeah. and property, according to the article 26, I believe. Um, so there was contention starting to mount. Yeah. And so I started my research to find out what was going on. Okay. I'm yeah, going to stop you right there and I'm going to get, you, yeah. Oh, awesome. But I'm going to stop you there. I'm going to get you to turn the camera off just because it is eating up a lot of bandwidth there. And we'll bring your pretty face on after we're, we're done here. 
There you go. Now we can now we can just look at me. Actually, we're not going to just look at me because that's not good. Okay. We'll go right to. We'll just uh, we'll add this on. <laughs> good. Well then, so now let's let's hear yeah a little bit more about uh, about how you got involved in uh, in educating yourself on uh, on Undrip. Um, people were asking questions about um, losing their property rights and yeah. they could see the natives were um, take doing a lot of land claims deals yeah. Yeah. to see and establish their original lands. Mm -hmm. But it, that process, um, yes, they did establish them. Hence, our reserve even had the, the largest land claim that they won. But the government of Canada, as far as I was can see right now, are in appealing in that that win that we won, okay. but yeah. it, it's the UN's intention of sustainable, sustainable, sustainable development where they're yeah. trying to take away private land and they're using the native to do it. Wow. That makes sense. Bold claims. <laughs> you yeah. know, we, we've had, we've yeah. had conversations like this with a lot, with a lot of people. And, and this really is a topic that's going to divide a lot of people. Because if you oh, yeah. don't understand both sides of what's going on, uh, and maybe there's really just one side, but if you don't understand it, uh, it can be confusing. So hopefully tonight we'll be able to uh, to have you explain a few things about what's going on uh, and and you know how what what the master plan is is behind this. Because I've got a I got up on the screen here. This is if you went to the uh, well, basically to the UN website here. And it tells you all about the United Nations Declaration on the Rights of Indigenous People, a little historical. Yeah. They go into a nice uh, video. And actually, you know what? Maybe I'll play just a bit of this video here just to kind of show you what maybe the, the plan behind all this was. Like the, the nice, fluffy, everyone feels good about it. And then we'll see what is actually at play here. So let me just start, stop this, start this for a second. can't hear it no sound okay sorry about that yeah we're gonna I just I'm not sure why there wasn't any sound sorry really all I, all they're doing is they're talking about how the benefits of, uh, of uh, this undrip have actually helped the uh, uh, the communities obviously they're talking about uh, Africa and uh, and one of the things that they they do talk about is they want to implement all 17 sustainable goals. And I think I want to just find this one here. All the 17 sustainable goals, according to the experts, should all happen at once. Yeah. So no poverty, zero hunger, good health, well-being, quality education, gender equality, uh, clean water, affordable, uh, clean energy. I'll read them all because it is important to know all of them. 
decent work and economic growth, industry mm -hmm. innovation, infrastructure, reduced inequalities, sustainable cities and communities, which is obviously we've, what we've talked about before, responsible consumption and production, climate action, life below water, life on land. It's funny, they don't have life in the air, but they've got peace, justice, and strong institutions, and then partnerships. So that's kind of what their goals are. And, you know, again, on paper, that sounds great. They look good. So uh, maybe, do you want to jump into your presentation now? Does that kind of make sense? Sure. Okay, so let's do that. I'm going to just hide this one here, and we'll go back to there. So Rayanne is going to walk us through, and uh, I'm just going to be the uh, the servant just pressing play in the next button. So with that, I will uh, have you take it away, and we don't need to see my face either. So. Okay. We're going to start off with Matthew 24, verse 43 in the New Testament. But know this, it is the good man of the house had known in what watch the thief would come, he would have watched and would not have suffered his house to be broken up. The thief is a climate action agenda that we all paid for, and the centralized digital ID is what will break up the house. Warning, put your house in order. Next slide. Under it, Bill C-15, United Nations International Declaration on Your Human Rights of Indigenous Peoples. Next slide. What do you think when you see these words, human rights? Most people think of the Canadian Charter of Rights and Freedoms. Next slide. Well, welcome to the new United Nations Human Rights Declaration that is now law in Canada. This is found in the annex part of the document. Mm -hmm which is the beginning of the document, which most people overlook, affirming further that all doctrine, policies, and practices based on our advocating superiority of peoples or individuals on the basis of national origin, racial, religious, ethnic, or cultural differences are racist, scientifically false, legally invalid, morally condemnable, and socially unjust. They look at our private land ownership as socially unjust, they called the truckers racists. And when we take things to court, like arresting pastors, we can see that it, they're condemning them morally and they're making it very difficult to have them have due process. So they're legally mm -hmm. invalid because they're advocating. Okay, next slide. UNDRIP uses the word indigenous. This is true. Well, according to UNDRIP, indigenous includes elder, youth, children, women, men, persons with disabilities, gender diverse, and two-spirited persons, which means you and me. It includes everybody. There's no discriminatory. So indigenous, indigenous does that mean like people of the land or does it mean people that are born on the land or what? People that what are exactly? born on the land. If you yeah. have those immigrants come in and they have their kids here, yeah. you yeah. could call them indigenous. Wow. Okay. I refer to, like for me personally, yeah. I look at them, like I said, it, based on constitutional, the Canadian constitution, yeah. that in the first nations or Indian or Aboriginal 
are the words I prefer to use. I don't, I don't like this word. Okay. That's good to know. Next slide. Yep. Under UNDRIP, the United Nations requires the state or Canada to combat and eliminate all prejudices, all forms of violence, which is our speaking or advocating, okay, against the government's attempts to bring reconciliation, not to the First Nations, but to the new International Human Rights Declaration and to the purposes and principles of the UN Charter. So if we fight against their political ideological agenda, we're going to find problems. Next strip. UNDRIP expect, okay, expects government to take all measures necessary to ensure that the laws of Canada are consistent with the declaration. So who's in charge of this puppy? The UN. Okay. Mm -hmm. it's, it was declared in force. And so taking all measures necessary means that the rule of law has been redefined. Rule of law is governments taking control of all mm -hmm. things for, quote, proper outcomes in related to the monitoring, so smart technology, oversight, yeah. follow-up, recourse, or remedy, and other accountability with respect to the implementation of the declaration. So they're going to do whatever they're going to do to put into play what it is they need to put in play to accomplish the sustainable developmental goals yeah. or, other, or the other agendas that they have in, in line, which mm -hmm. doesn't benefit anybody. So again, the idea is to, to do all 17 sustainable goals and yes. you can probably figure out, you know, which ones are, are done through uh, policing, which ones are done through uh, limiting food, which, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. So um, yeah. And, and basically this was handed, well, we'll, we'll talk about that in a minute. So let's okay. just continue on here then. Okay. See UNDRIP article 29.3 and 30.1. This is one of those um, articles or a couple of the articles that are in the document that let me know clarification that they weren't just talking about First Nations or Aboriginal peoples. Yeah. They were talking and referring to all of us. Okay. The state shall take effective measures to ensure, as needed, the programs for monitoring, hence our mm -hmm. digital ID that they're planning to enroll, yeah. maintaining and restoring the health and Indigenous peoples are duly implemented. Mm -hmm. Military activity shall not take place in the lands or territories of Indigenous peoples unless justified by a relevant public interest. Now, when they had that border problem in Ottawa, that was a yeah. public interest. So they use not necessarily military, but military force, okay? Mm -hmm. And even in Ottawa and mm -hmm. even across the states, they threatened military action to go door to door to make sure people did their mandates and took their shots. They were threatening those things. So we can see that their public interest yeah. is to make the public comply with whatever their mandates are, hence the government taking all measures to enforce their, their acts. Yeah. Okay. It also refers to... Um, unless justified or freely agreed with and requested by is in reference to the Alberta provincial law bill one. It's the, that's the infrastructure enforcement act yeah. where they can arrest you without warrant. There's no due process guilty until proven innocent, fined up to 1000 to 10,000 or, and or jail time. Yeah. 
But when we're when we're messing with this, I want I want to mention with the with the wind turbines. Okay, there's energy coming off those wind turbines. Okay, yeah, yeah. And if we put like say like a, a those sky things that go up in the air, and it interferes with with the turbines energy coming off of it. Yeah, that would be infringing on the infrastructure that they put in place. Mm -hmm. You can be arrested. Yeah, for doing that. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so, yeah, there's they're very creative in taking away our rights and freedoms. Now, because it says arrest without a warrant, no due process, guilty uh, fines uh, or yeah. jail time, that sounds very similar to what's happening with the boys in Coots. I don't know if you can make a comment on that. Obviously, it's not through the Alberta provincial law. Uh, that was through the, uh, the the federal law. But does that have anything to do with that? It, it does. It does have some. Hold on a minute. Uh, bill 1. Oh, that's Bill 100. I can't find Bill 1. Okay. Anyway, okay. yes, bill, bill one doesn't let you to go when you're going into a, a structure of any kind yeah. or you're on a roadway of any kind. Yeah. That is an infrastructure that yeah. the government can say you're infra you're infringing on that infrastructure. You're blocking or, it or, or exactly possibly Even, going to harm it. Exactly. Exactly. That's why they can. I mean, they can have crazy. Crazy rules like you run over a pylon. OK, or. Yes, yeah. I've okay. seen that. Yeah, exactly. So they can arrest you based upon their interpretation of what that means for them in that moment in time to wow. justify their action. Yeah. Okay. And if you're advocating for something that goes against the political agenda, again, yeah. that's, that's, and you're doing it on their infrastructure. Yeah. Okay. And when you know, when you know that they're taking away private land ownership based upon the land claims. Okay. Yeah. That's again, infrastructure. So yeah. if you go on there, and you make a deal with them, say the First Nations makes a deal because they have a contract and they realize that they've been messed with or it wasn't what they thought it was when they start to go in there and, and claim back their rights. We shouldn't have done this. But structure yeah. has been established and they'll be caught up in this new law, making it so that they can't have any more rights. And they don't realize that that's what's about to happen, but that's what's about to happen. Wow. Because wow. I know that on the timber line of the Blood Reserve here in Southern Alberta, they have the Shell yeah. Corporation, the sour gas pipelines. Okay. Yeah. They have lots of infrastructure on the mountain timber line. But yeah. if I, I disagree with that or someone on the reserve realizes what the tribe and council have done, I would be infringing on that infrastructure and then it can force me being not, shouldn't, I shouldn't be there by those yeah. rules. And there's wow. no questioning. People won't know what happened to me. They can just do it. And is that is that in any land right now? Like, is that or is that specifically for uh, uh, on native? Yes. Native? Well, they they passed that law in Alberta, and they have Bill One Hundred in Ontario. I haven't yeah. noticed any similar legislation in other provinces. But I mm -hmm. mean, even if you went to BC, because they passed UNDRIP in BC sooner, yeah. rather yeah. than like earlier before the the federal one was passed. Okay, yeah. we can see First Nations going onto their property. Um telling them not to do the pipeline. And in that process, they were saying, UNDRIP, 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 thinking that they had rights. But in that same process, they were being arrested. So no, well, it's not, it doesn't guarantee what it is they think it does. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Okay, next, next slide. slide. Okay. Yeah. 
So this is a video. So give me a second here because I have to actually adjust a few things on my end in order to get this thing to play. Okay. On June 21st, 2021, under the International Human Rights Instrument came immediately into force. I wanted this video because it is international. It is global, like you, you showed Africa, okay? But it gives you an idea how other people are beginning to understand what UNDRIP really will do. Can you hear it? Can people hear that? Okay, no sound. So what I'm gonna do, I actually had this, I figured this might happen. So I have the video on this other screen here and we're gonna do this. Look at this, always have a backup plan. Okay, there you go. Let's give this a shot. Amen. <laughs> Can you hear it? Can you hear it? Still no sound? Still no sound? Sorry there, people. Of course, now I gotta skip this commercial. Can we hear it now? Okay. I'm not quite sure what the issue is and why that happens here. Because obviously we want another video. I'm going to just turn off, again, I'm going to try a bunch of different settings on my end. I'm actually going to turn off my audio altogether. And we'll try that. So if someone can just say yay or nay, and then that way I'll know. Nay. No, still not. Oh, yay. Oh, now is nay. No, nay. Nay means no. Okay. Um, well, I'll just, I'll briefly say what's, what's going on in this, uh, this uh, video. It's uh, uh, United Nations over a small area in Utah. Um, Ran, you can pop in anytime you want to comment about that as well. And they, okay, uh, they and, the and basically they're the they don't have the, the U.S. rights because this is now the United Nations land. So you can't do anything on there. Ran, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. United Nations came to um, Utah and utilized Rayanne, the Salt Palace. 
Check, check. Hello? Ran. Hi. <laughs> yeah, this is in Utah. And uh, so basically they, they, they discuss... Um, you know what? I'll play it, but I will uh, I will say what it says. How about that? Let's do that. Let's see if that says that works. So the UN officer oh, wants you to turn off the camera. Do I have the right to have the camera? I'm not giving you permission. Do you have the right to have the camera? Oh, you can hear her now. Okay. Okay. This is my city, and so I have a right to film. This is United Nations compound. On the United, United Nations. Nations compound? Yes. This is a compound? Yeah. Since Sunday evening, we took over the this compound. This is international territory. When you step outside, it's US. Here is international territory. This is UN The United Nations claims to be the champion of your human rights. Here, they are boasting about how they love the freedom of the press. But notice that in the UN Declaration of Human Rights, they claim the power to deny you any of your rights at their discretion if it doesn't fit their agenda. There were thousands of cameras filming the United Nations that day, activists, journalists, and citizens. But as soon as their security saw that one activist was speaking against the UN's agenda, she was targeted, just like the UN's Declaration on Human Rights says that they have a loophole for. Let's recap what you just saw. The UN set up a compound in the middle of Salt Lake City. The UN says they took over the building. The UN stated that the taxpayer-funded Salt Lake Palace was now international territory where U.S. rights don't apply. The UN stated that the United States was outside the doors of the Salt Palace, and the UN, who at best should have been a guest of Salt Lake, instead acted like an invader and denied a U.S. citizen their First Amendment rights. Should the United Nations be allowed to simply claim territory in the middle of the United States and deny any U.S. citizen any of their inalienable rights? The evidence is clear that the United Nations claims that defending human rights is a complete farce. They have demonstrated their intent to rule along with their complete lack of respect for our own citizens for all to see right here on our own soil. That's not all. This has all been brought to you by your fellow elected leaders and other prominent Utah officials. The Utah legislature actually paid for them to come here and defended this international compound with your tax dollars. The mayor of Salt Lake City welcomed them with open arms, and the executives of Utah Valley University invited them here shortly after they officially signed up to promote the UN's agenda through the university. Do you know that the United Nations is already writing and passing laws the state of Utah and Utah's cities are putting into law on behalf of the UN? If you're upset that the Utah legislature and the city of Salt Lake invited this organization to come and trample on your rights, please go right now to UnitedNationsUtah.com and sign the petition. And then share this video on all of your social media. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel for more bombshell reports about the United Nations in Utah and what you can do to take back your local government. So I'm going to stop that there because this video is actually three years old. Yeah. And I just want to see... UnitedNationsUtah.com. 
Oh, so it's still active. And that's what my question was, is whether or not they're still actually uh, actively pursuing the petitions. And uh, what's the UN doing in Utah? Targeting youth. They are. Reality, your tax dollars at work. So this is obviously still going on. So I'm yep. not sure whether or not we've lost uh, Rayanne or no. Rayanne, are you? On. Hello? Hello? I'm going to text her. <laughs> Again, you always have to have a backup plan. I'm people. still here. Speaking of which, what's your back? Oh, there she is. I was going to say, speaking of which, what's your backup plan? What's your bug up plan? No, we're not doing that yet. <laughs> so can can you uh, can you speak there, Rand? Are hear you me? Uh, are you on the mic? I'm muted. It's. I'm gonna. It's. I'm not muted. But we can hear her. Hear me? Okay, but I can't hear her for some reason. Ah. Let me see if I can change my settings. <laughs> Sorry. Again. Oh, boy. Sound. Output. Internal speakers. Settings. Audio. Are you there? There we go. Look at that. So I have like 18 steps. So just so everyone knows... <laughs> This truly is a carry production going on right now. So normally we have someone working in the back. We we had Shauna, <laughs> who's no longer with uh, APP. Uh, we had Walter, and uh, he's unavailable. And, of course, we have our good buddy, Chris Scott, who would normally be my uh, guy in the back. And uh, and then we end up doing it on a different, different screen and different computer altogether. And, of course, now I have to manage all these things. So I've got different audio inputs so I don't get feedback, et cetera. So... My apologies for that. But so uh, were, you, were you able to talk all the way through there? And I'm, I'm my apologies if I totally missed all that. <laughs> no, I didn't talk. I was just listening. Okay. Okay. So um, anyways, yeah. So that was, that was the yeah. video with uh, United you talk Nations. Yeah. Go ahead. I would have to get UNDRIP by Obama in 2006. So they've been playing this game longer than Canada. But they're going to be the same because they're coming after all of our rights through the sustainable development, through net zero. Hence, when yeah. Biden says cold winter, he's referring yeah. to this puppy. And so, yeah, yeah. so of course, they're fighting it because they know what it's it, – takes away their constitution which is really supposed to be a republic it's not yeah. like that we're we're sorry more like a socialist country by nature yeah. so we're i think further along in that role than they are state by state by state but utah is losing a conservative christian community by my majority they're yes. they're fighting and they're not conquering it wow yeah scary because i mean is, i come from the southern alberta community where we're referred yeah. to as northern utah yeah okay so what we hear is like we're can't even they can't even they can't even talk about the constitution in their parliamentary buildings or they'll be arrested wow really 
Wow, I you know, didn't people know that. that watching 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 the government thing do the thing in Parliament when they debate. Yeah, yeah, and people with just the, just like we the people was on their T-shirt, and someone yeah. they were arrested for having that on their T-shirt. And that was in Salt Lake City, so Utah, or we're was all that fighting this anywhere? Thing. Yeah, I was in Salt Lake City. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I mean, if they're, I mean, they're a republic. So and if they're losing, we have a harder chance. But it's that keyword international that got me because when you yeah. see international, and they refer to it as a compound, guys, where Canada's a compound, yeah. they've implemented this legislation now, and they've passed. Um, I call them framework bills. bills yeah. Eleven is just about what you say online, but they're already taking things down offline of what you're saying, and they haven't yeah. even passed the dang bill. Okay, yeah. but they have they have other frameworks that go along with the sustainable development that takes yeah. away our rights. And before they've passed on drip, and they continue to pass more legislation to reinforce drip. And yeah. so, if like there's Bill 67, critical race theory. Yeah, yeah. They have. Bill C-16, another anti-racist bill. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, there's even like for our, for our poverty, they have Bill C-223 and Bill S-233, which goes along with the universal basic income. Yeah. Hence, working on poverty and everyone being equal. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, they're working on those bills that the, that the politicians have brought in and... They're passing them with not much opposition. There's some position. Yeah. They're all playing the game for as long as they can because they made a promise that they would. They have to conform to the to the declaration. So you said in the States, Obama brought it in. And who brought it they, in in Canada? Yes. It was, it was the Liberals. It was the NDP. I I would say didn't vote for it. The same, okay, when you read the annex paragraph 11, it recognizes this, it has to contribute to this equitable development of proper management of the environment. So as soon as you see that, that goes back to, okay, so there, about required informed consent when it comes to the aboriginals because they couldn't clearly define that yeah. because depending on what band you're talking to that means yeah. different for difference okay yeah. so they can't have a concrete way to define that but they also passed bill c45 which means if, if a tribe wants together works with a corporation and they're conforming to the sustainable development of partnerships or responsible consumption, okay, all the logistics for sustainable development. We yeah. to um, natives have to give their right to become incorporated. Okay, that's the goal to so become incorporated. And when yeah. they do that as a first nation, up their rights. And infrastructure based on the corporation is being um, built. Bill one, because you can't you can't go in and then um structure that's you know what.
Fran, I'm going to cut you off there. Can you turn your camera off and we'll just go right to the audio again? You're breaking up. Sorry. This is important stuff. So I, I definitely want to get this okay. uh, on, on audio. Yeah. So, yeah, I can hear you. So maybe let's just let's just go back. Maybe even start right at the beginning again. So I I, okay. I had said about uh, uh, you know that Obama Obama brought this in in the in the U.S. and who brought this into Canada? Yeah, so Obama brought it in in two thousand and six. Yeah. And we brought out first two thousand twenty one. Yeah. And it has given rule or the state to have it fully. Two years after it was here, two thousand. It has to be. That's why we're seeing any person advocating based on their national origin or religious or hence the pastors yeah, they're being yeah. real seeing it because yeah does that make sense yeah and unfortunately it, it really did break up again there? yeah you know what uh, the suggestion is okay. reconnecting do you want to leave and then use that same link i sent to you and and come back do you want to try that? <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. Okay. Leave and come back. Leave and come back. Yes. We don't want you to leave, okay. but you'll have to leave <laughs> and maybe you'll get a better, uh, better signal. Okay. Right. okay. Okay. We'll see you in a, leave hopefully 30 studio. seconds. Leave studio and then uh, yeah, use the link again. And there we are. We're back to me again. Okay, so in the meantime, what I wanted to, uh, uh, let's see. Um, yeah, just, just to go back through these uh, sustainable goals. Um, again, th these are all hidden, hidden agendas, if you want to think of that. So what does no poverty mean? Well, essentially... Um, the easiest way to think about it is you might as well get some uh, some money from somewhere. So why don't we have everyone on uh, on uh, some sort of welfare system or some sort of government uh, subsidy? Uh, you know, basically doing that. Oh, there's Rayanne. Uh, same with you know zero hunger. Basically means well, I'm not even sure how that's going to happen because if they're taking away farmland and uh, and everything. There she is back again. Yep. Then, uh, yeah. then the easiest way to get zero hunger is to limit the number of people on the planet. So, all right, I right. won't be that. I won't be <laughs> dwelling on that serious note here. There. All right. So let's uh, let's let's continue on. You know what? Let's just uh, continue on the presentation. And I've written down a bunch of questions here. So let's uh, let's okay. do this. There you go. Okay, ready? Yes. This United Nations compound that we just watched in Utah is taking is taking legal hold in our state, hence in Canada, and yeah. provinces. It's yeah. guided by the purposes and principles of murder. Yeah. Okay. The purpose of the social governing system or the digital ID, the central banking system. 
yeah. system. And now, Bill yeah. C-12, it has yeah. that acting on it. But in the preamble of that document, it says that human activities is the climate activities. Yeah. It poses health and security risks, our human activities, guys. Yeah. So us growing a garden or driving our going hiking are human yeah. activities that pose a significant risk to human health and, and security. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to get you to. Uh, so that's that's the problem. I'm from the. Ran, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm going to have to get you to turn the camera off and we'll try the audio, just the audio. Sorry about okay. that. Okay. There we go. That's okay. I'll hide my me? face. Yes. Okay. The prince, the principles of the UN Charter are the Paris Agreement, the Sustainable Development Goals, the EU Trade Agreement, the China's Belt Road Initiatives, which really, guys, it, China's Belt Road Initiative is net zero. That's what it is. And the International Health Treaty or the Pandemic Treaty, the Sunday Law, and the New Ten Commandments to Climate Change. Next slide. You hear me? Next slide. Yeah, I don't. Th I don't think you can hear me unless I'm on the screen. So just so you know. So what I wanted to do is bring as highlight about the net zero. And we still hear politicians yeah. talking about net zero all across oh, yeah. this great province of ours and across Canada. Oh, yeah. And yeah. and so what would you say about like net zero? So obviously net zero basically means net zero human interaction. Goes, and well, it, yeah, probably, it does. Well, it goes along they it goes along with the carbon, yeah, carbon tax or the carbon initiative. But we're yeah. all carbon producers. Okay. We're all, we're all made of too. Exactly. Yeah. And it's about zero emissions or zero energy. Well, we all yeah. have energy. We all use energy. We all make energy. So the fact they're going zero on it yeah. should say something. Okay. Yeah. The fact that they're the abortion laws or even they're implementing euthanasia for people with disabilities or mental illnesses, yeah. it should tell you where our health is going. Yeah. Because according to the WEF, hospitals are going out and vaccines and these new initiatives that they're legislating yeah. to kill people off are coming into play because it, it really is a depopulation agenda taking place. Yeah. That's what it is. Can I say that online? <laughs> but that's what it is. Well, I'm pretty sure we will get that by the <laughs> Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's a terrible, terrible thing to laugh at, but... Uh... So yeah, there is, and and it's basically done through the Paris Agreement, which we've done previous uh, episode uh, of APP's webinars with uh, Michelle Sterling, and we we talked about the Paris Agreement and the climate agenda, and and if if people have not watched that, I I urge you to go back and and watch a lot of the APP webinars that we've done. We you know each one has these little tidbits of of information, and the big thing that I got out of the Paris Agreement um, video was. We did. We didn't. We actually don't have to abide by it. We're doing it just because we want to, or the government wants us to. The agreement is more of a, um, yeah, we can do it uh, if it makes sense, but we don't really have to do it. But 
we've got our governments, our federal government in hand right now that are saying, no, we have to do this at all costs. Even though our emissions are 1% of the uh, entire global, we're going to do this anyways, because we'll make a lot of, uh, we'll make a lot of difference. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Yeah. And that was the big thing that I I took away from that one. Yeah. And I'm sorry. When I look at, when I look at the Paris agreement, yes, it talked about, um, that's the transition of energy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But it also, to me, it's the five central banks and the five major banks coming together and establishing yeah. the environmental social governing system, which happened in 2017, which is attached to our bank accounts. It's attached to our mandates of whether or not we were, we did the vaccine or we took yeah. the vaccine or we did the mandates. Yeah. And I mean, it's connected to the next um, climate lockdown that they're planning or the 15 minute cities that they're planning. Yeah. Okay. All or the digital ID that they're planning. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's all connected to that, which is connected to China. It's connected yeah. to net zero. So they all go inside together. Now, I haven't really read too much on the China's belt and road initiatives. Is that like a, a belt line or a belt or a, a perimeter highway or a uh, an enclosed system around a city? Is that what that's about? No, that's not oh. what that is. Okay. It's what, what it is, it's corporations coming together to build into the China's infrastructure. They're, they're not responsible to have climate um, tapering things. They're actually getting our coal and they're out, they're opening up more coal mines and they're yeah, getting they our oil. Okay, yeah. so this is their time for prosperity and it's our time to not have prosperity anymore. Yeah. And yeah. so we have corporations or agendas. And let's yeah. just say this, every time they res, raise the debt ceiling, yeah. okay, they borrowed a lot of it from China. Okay, yeah. so they have to come collect on their debt. It's like a credit card. Okay, yeah. we've given yeah. you all this money. We've given you all this help. Now we're going to come and we're going to take what it is that technically you've gone into debt to have, but yeah. you have to pay back the debt. Okay, so legitimately they can come and take it. And they can do it through even the EU trade agreement. Yeah. Because the EU trade agreement is making the environmental social governance system um law it's making it law in their country and we have a trade agreement with them that means every country every um truck driver every farm producer every rancher who is not lined up with the environmental social governing criteria yeah when it comes to sustainable development and the paris agreement okay they will lose their jobs they will lose their livelihoods they will which is what the EU trade agreement is. It's a guaranteed unemployment. Okay. Because they're trying to take away everybody's this to me, that's the number of the beast. Okay. We're buying or selling. And because we made a trade agreement with them and they're making it law. Yeah. Everyone who's not complying to the law, according to the trade agreement, you're going to be in trouble. You're absolutely going to be in trouble because it goes down to the farmer. It goes down to the guy plunking the potatoes out of the yeah Yeah. and so we're in trouble we're absolutely in trouble so when i say that you need to put your house in order you need to put your house in order according to the house house. yeah 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 obviously you know the the big question is everybody says who signed canada up for this (laughs) you know (laughs) and we 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 really just did talk about that i mean to be quite honest with you it started like the UN knew that it, it started at a grassroots level. Yeah. Okay. 
and that it had to do with um, Agenda 21. Yeah. It came to our municipalities and the municipalities had a guidebook as to how to govern their, their farmers and ranches, even in my local area in town that I come from. Yeah. And so they knew that it came from us. Okay. Yeah. So because we didn't recognize what was happening sooner and we allowed them to infringe on our property rights, even to how many trucks we could have on our lawn and how many of this, and we can't have a fire burning stove. Okay. Yeah. We contributed to the beast system or the image of it. Okay. Yeah. And by us doing that, we paid for it. Yeah. Because we weren't paying attention to what was going on. Yeah. And because we, we didn't pay attention and we paid for it. Look at the beast that we opened up the door to. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's a saying out there, the, uh, um, you know, democracy is not the fastest way to communism or, uh, yeah, uh, it, but it's, it is the easiest way. And all you have to do is convince on mass, convince the majority of the population that you have to, uh, abide by certain rules and, and yeah. being dictated to, and everyone will agree to this. So if we say that, you know, the, the world, the yeah. world will, uh, burn down by 2016, because that's what they said then they have this path to to basically go down and say these are the this is how we're going to get out of this trouble but we have to start into implementing this stuff now and so and how do you do that you indoctrinate kids in school you say yep if we don't do this this is what's going to happen you're not going to be able to see your graduation because the world yeah. will be burned down by that and so this is where we are right now yep. this is the state of the world is that this is not something that's just happened during COVID. This has definitely been in, well, we've said probably like since uh, the 1970s, right? Yeah. So probably late, late sixties, uh, early seventies. So 50 years in the making. And, uh, and okay. it just so happens I to be. Can I try to show you something? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to open up my cam. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You see this? Yep. Let me see. Let's make it. Let's make you, you bigger. It? Try again. Okay. Can you see it? It's a little blurry. Okay. It's a lot blurry. It says climate central by geophysical warfare. Okay. And then it's listed off. I can't really read a lot of that. Do you want to just maybe read off some of the pedals? So this there? is in 19. This is 19 yeah, this was in 1960. Yeah, yeah. Well, by geo, geo there. They have. We're gonna get you to turn your they camera have off. Earthquakes. They have. Um, okay, what they have on here is. Um, Vitamin D deficiency. Yep. Wildfires. Yeah. Fracking. Earthquakes. Wow. Yeah. CO2 tax. Yeah. CO2 tax. That was in 1969. Okay. Wow. So they already Water thought of that. Water cycle privatization. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So they know what they're doing. They know where they're headed. They've been yeah. planning this and they were waiting for the right time. Yeah, they were. Yeah. While we were sleeping. All right, well, let's continue on here. We'll go to the next slide. Okay. Okay. 
And there they are, the sustainable uh, development goals. Yeah, and according to the United Nations Foundation, their voice will be the only voice for everyone on earth. Mm. So we, we won't need to advocate. We won't even need politicians anymore. They're going to be eliminated too. Yeah. Well, and, and we just had an, we just had an incident here where um, Pastor Derek in Calgary was arrested again. I, you know, not really sure if this is ties into everything, but it's just one of those those sustainable goal type of scenarios. It does. Where um, so Pastor Art or Pastor uh, Derek uh, was arrested last week or almost two weeks ago, I guess. For uh, for basically protesting at uh, one of the the drag shows, uh, reading story time in, in the library, and so he went to jail for four days. Came out and basically said, uh, got a um, an injunction against him that says he can't trespass or be within a certain uh, or he can't actually go and attend these events. I guess is what it is. So yep. the mayor of Calgary actually took that a step further. And uh, yesterday they talked about making a bylaw that uh, you can't do a protest within 100 meters of a, um, of a library or a school or whatever that else it worked out to be. So this morning they actually changed the wording on that. So it's actually 200 meters. So uh, Pastor Derek just happened to be um, at uh, a rally, if you want to call it that, protest today. But he was, you know probably over a hundred meters, but less than 200 meters away from it. And the cops came by and arrested him. Calgary police service. So all the while, everybody that was there was, were yelling at them, uh, yelling at the police. This is unfair. You guys have no idea what's really going on. Eventually you will not be needed. We will have no cops around. We're going to have surveillance systems with cameras, et cetera, et cetera. And when I saw that, I thought that's exactly what's going to happen here. Because now that they, they can do some sort of a, a setup where it's just, you know, 200 meters away, well, maybe the next one's you're 400 meters away. Or, and who actually decides on whether or not you're, um, you're, you're protesting or like, I could just happen to be walking there and, uh, and they'll say, well, we know who Kerry is and he's obviously protesting, so we're going to arrest him. So this is this is kind of where we're going right now, and yeah. um, and that's why you know it says their voice will be the only uh, only voice for everyone on earth, because even the cops won't be able to protect us because there won't be any cops. There will be yeah. this one world police or one uh, um, country police or whatever you want to call it that will actually implement all this stuff. So, yeah, wake up. And can I say wake can up. I say something? Yes, please do. Can I say something? Okay. Yes. When you know, okay, they, when it comes to UNDRIP, it's told in, I can't remember which article, that they have to educate their children yeah. according to their culture, according to sustainability. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I want to understand what that means because the UN has an agenda. It's called the um, World Core Curriculum. Yeah. Okay. Where we're supposed to teach our children, it says old, old education was based on Christian values. So that has to go. Of course. Okay. Yep. Alice A. Bailey, a prophetess for the United Nations, says we have to eradicate male-female distinction. Wow. Eradicate it. That's their goal. Oh, that's that's okay. what they're doing. 
that's what they're doing. The former direct, and there's also, hold on. The former director of the World Health Organization, Dr. Brooke, to achieve world government, it is necessary to remove from the minds of men individualism, loyalty to family, yeah. remove national patriotism and religious dogmas. We have to steer our children towards global citizenship, yeah. earth-centered beliefs, socialist beliefs, and collective rights and minds. Hmm. So we can see where this is headed. Okay. Yeah. And this is in UNDRIP. Okay. Yeah. People think that the, the indigenous, the First Nations can educate their, their children in accordance to their customs and da, 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 da. Yeah. But no, culturally, this is the culture that they want. The UN yeah. agenda culture. Where the UN is their saving grace and if we abide by their system of um, religion, which is yeah. they're the saving grace, yeah. then we'll do fine. But it, but if we advocate based on Christian values, we're never like they're coming after the Christian. They they really, really are. Just so you know. The Inquisition. Yes. Yeah. It's funny. We haven't talked about that before, the Inquisition, because uh, that's basically what, you know, it was, the, it was of course, the, the Christianity and Catholic that came in and kind of eradicated everything else. But basically, it's the same sort of thing where they're trying to eradicate something else. Right. So, yeah. Anyway, let's, and I think let's it's continue funny on. that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. okay. This is the Paris Agreement and the EU Trade Agreement. Yeah. Please know that the EU Trade Agreement guarantees environmental damage impacting every individual citizen. It guarantees unemployment and net losses. It guarantees the fact that there's no more consumer rights, especially on food safety. Mm -hmm. And it guarantees the intellectual property sharing. So when you see Canada being, you know, connecting to China or the Wuhan and Winnipeg University, okay, yeah. intellectual sharing, intellectual property, it's a fact, yeah. no matter what they say. Yeah. Okay, next slide. Okay, these windmills, they're coming up on my neck of the woods, okay? They're, yeah. We're having protests about these wind turbines going up. Okay, people, they, they're not even supposed to produce electricity until they've been up for 20, 30 years that they look into, but they don't even last that long. So yeah. people are looking for electricity, well, for their cars and for the homes. It can't produce it because it's not meant to. Yeah. It's not meant to. I think net it's zero. Net, yeah. net zero is their goal. Yeah. So this I, is. Just, I think this if, is if anything, it's it's just there as a distraction to keep us busy yep. thinking that yep. uh, something is really going to happen, um, because yep. the amount of effort and materials and engineering, which is great, you know, I totally get it, to go into these windmills, and then like you said, so I I, I think you meant to say that they don't actually turn a profit on their electricity for 20 or 30 years. No, they don't. But they fall apart by then. How many how many yeah. times have you seen uh, a couple of them burning or they uh, they lose all their oil uh, or they get uh, knocked down or, um, of course, yeah. the environmentalists uh, <laughs> haven't really said too much about birds being chopped up as they go through them, but uh, that's definitely an issue as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I even want to go back to even the dams. Like I, I mean, I prefer yeah. hydroelectricity, yes. but technically that goes back to that flower I showed you. 
Yeah. Okay. Where that's that's the privatization of water. They built yeah. those dams, which impacted the rivers that they came from in not yeah. positive ways, and yeah. it made water. It cost us. We're paying for the water. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Okay, next slide. Next one. Okay. Yep. Okay. The United Nations Charter is a war document, the foundation of which came from the Russian Constitution. The signatory states on the charter are France, China, USSR, Great Britain, United States, and Northern Ireland. Okay, they're all playing their part here. So yeah. no matter what you think, it's a chess game. We are all being impacted, including the Russia people and the Ukraine people. Everyone is being impacted by this game that they're playing. But those are the signatory states to this. So yeah. if you don't want to think that, like, I laugh because if, if anyone inv invades Russia airspace, who defends them? China. Yeah. Okay. Who, who's partnering with Canada in their cryptocurrency? Canada. So we can see that they're all yeah. playing their parts. Yeah, yeah. Keep going. <laughs> and yes, it shocked me because I was thinking USSR. Yeah. Um, we think that like Cold War. Okay. That's why I laughed and what I like. I did a research and I put all the countries down and I went to say, okay, now who is there? Yeah. And there's the Security Council side, and then there's the NATO side. Ukraine yeah. is the only one that hasn't really aligned with anybody, but you yeah. can see who's backing them up. It's mostly the NATO side. Yeah. But they all are playing their Cold War game with us, hence net zero. Yeah. We're going to be cold, cold winters coming. Yeah. Keep going. Yeah, we actually thought it was going to be this winter that's the cold winter, but now it, you know it's in March, so we're almost through the winter. So this could just be... Do you think it would be delayed for for a year or do you like I'm not even sure maybe they they're a lot smarter than I am so they would have made up well, plans so were Okay, I can only go oh, maybe I won't even go here. No. I know that they have agenda 2030 and agenda 2050. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But, but knowing that UNDRIP has to be implemented within 2 years of of it being passed in Canada, that's this year. It is this year. Okay. It is this year. Okay. And so and according to the United Nations, everything that they have to have in place is the year 2025. Yeah. Which okay. also so happens take, a federal election year, too. Exactly. So mm -hmm. if you take the zeros out of that 2030 and 2050, you have yeah. 23 and 25. So yeah. I think it's a way to get people to procrastinate working out their house and putting it in order, thinking yeah. we have more time. But we yeah. don't have time. Yeah. And once that digital system gets passed, yeah, it's done. We can't yeah. even go to the gas station. Like I can't no. even register my car next year yeah. unless I get the digital ID. Yeah. And I can't. So I'm going to yeah. be stuck on my land yeah. until they do whatever they're going to do with us. Okay. Yeah. It's. Okay. Canada in good faith is fulfilling its UN charter obligations, okay? So Canada launches the official cryptocurrency yeah. and China government prefers a company, hence the company, we're a corporation guys, so we're not a sovereign nation, for the purpose of marketing our new one pay team. Canada is the first 
country for, where sales began. So we're, we're a corporation. Yeah. And the provinces are subcorporations. That's why even in, it's kind of funny, because even in the indigenous, when they did white papers in 1969, if you want to look at UNTRIP that way. I was going to ask you about that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Their goal was to incorporate the First Nations people like everybody else and to make them part of the franchise. Mm -hmm. Okay. Having them create all these business deals is what, that's what they're doing. Yeah. They're incorporating them. They're getting rid of the reserve land. Yeah. Things are, it's also called the nation, First Nations Governance Act, Bill C-7. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's switching the Indian Act to municipal corporations mm -hmm. where they have to pay taxes. So they're doing it all kinds of ways to get us to play the game. It looks like we're getting benefits, hence payoffs from legal land claims or whatever. But once that money is spent, we have to fund ourselves by ourselves according to the new rules of the sustainable development. And like you said, we can't even get fertilizer to plant gardens. We can't get gas to put in our rototillers. So exactly how are we going to take care of ourselves by ourselves for ourselves yeah. when all those things are gone? We can't and we won't be able to. We'll have to... Uh make partnerships with uh, people that uh, prefer to stay on that side of the fence. And, uh, exactly. and again, then that's a whole kind of black market situation going on as well. It is. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Right. Next one. Here we go. UNDRIP is unnecessary, a mark of divide between first nations peoples and other indigenous peoples because it's causing contention. It's causing yeah. fighting. Yeah. And every time they announce like that hockey game you mentioned. Yeah. And yeah. Well, like, I'll ask that. I'll ask that again later. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Keep going. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Andrew, article 26 and the non-native concerns. This is the one that got most people concerned and care. Yeah. So it says indigenous people have the right to the lands, territories, and resources which they have traditionally owned, occupied, or otherwise used or acquired. Mm -hmm. The key word is the right. Yeah. It means that the Aboriginal peoples, tribes, or bands have to take their case to obtain lands, territories, and resources to court mm -hmm. at great cost to prove their rights. Mm -hmm. Aboriginal peoples use the Canadian Constitution or Section 35 in their claims action court case to do this. The federal government is more than obliging to let the Aboriginal people spend the cost because it accomplishes the sustainable developmental goals for them. That private land ownership is socially unjust, according to UNDRIP. But who is everyone mad at? The Aboriginal peoples. That's very true. You can go to the next one. <laughs> so this is another video and what we're, I'm going to try and do this as a separate thing here. So give me just a second to see if I can do this. And just All to say the, per the person on this video, his name is Ellis Ross. Yes. Okay, he was elected to BC general election in 2017. He's from Skeena, BC. He's actually part of the Liberal Party. Yes, he is. Yes. 
Yeah. Betty and criticizes Andrew. Yeah. Skeena is so up by uh, Skeena is up by Terrace and Kitimat, if anybody knows that area there. All right. Let's see. Give me a thumbs up if you can hear this. Okay. It's about undrip and the, 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 the toxicity and the chaos. Okay. Good. Please check out this video and share it. I am. It's about undrip and the, 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 the toxicity and the chaos with undrip in British Columbia. The BC NDP is leaning on it. Um, to try and pass uh, like land rights and with forestry with the natives. And I, I can't do it any justice by, try, by trying to wrap my head around it and explain it because I'm not native. And I don't want to offend anyone, <laughs> anyone because I just won't be able to explain it good enough. Watch this video. It is very, very important to know what UNDRIP is capable of. We've been saying this for years and now it is starting to show um, its face. Like, share and comment below if you have any experience with UNDRIP, the Indian Act, and in, in regards with land use and land rights and um, forestry. Um, forestry reclamation. Like, share and take care and please comment below. Morning, guys. Uh, Victoria, last day of this week in, uh, for the session, and uh, just walking the legislature. I read the forestry announcement that came out yesterday uh, from the BCNDP government, and for the last couple of years, few years, UNDRIP has been legislated in BC. Now, if you don't know about it, UNDRIP to me is nothing. It means nothing because Canada uh, for the last 40 years has been steadily advancing rights and title through the course, mind you, which was a lot of money, uh, time consuming, but it all started with section 35 of the constitution where the Canadian government recognized that Aboriginal rights and title exist. Well, they didn't define it. So uh, First Nations had to take government to court for 40 years to define it. Uh, the last significant court case was Chilcotin and Haida. Haida more for the general population of First Nations in BC. So basically what Haida says is uh, rights and title is held by a community and you can't delegate uh, that rights and title to anybody else. It belongs to the community. So it only stands to reason whoever represents the community has to speak on behalf of the rights and title. Well, the forestry announcement yesterday wipe that all away. And the NDP government are using UNDRIP as their reason. And UNDRIP so far has not been grounded in rights and title case law. It's not been grounded in the Constitution of Canada. It's been grounded in the philosophy of the United Nations. And the United Nations has no freaking clue what Aboriginal rights and title means in Canada. They don't have a clue. So the forestry announcement is basically saying to First Nations, and if you understand rights and title First Nations, nobody can speak on your behalf. Nobody can give your rights and title away. 
The only people that can do anything with your rights and title is you as the First Nations community. So what the NDP did yesterday with the forestry announcement said, we're going to choose 50 First Nations and they're going to decide what happens on the land in the forests all across BC. Now there are 203 bands in BC. So the NDP are picking 25% of First Nations of BC to speak for all the First Nations. Let me give you an example. Uh, Haisla, First Nation, that's where I come from. Haisla. So Haisla are, they, got a, they, they claim a chunk of territory uh, and there's overlap with neighboring tribes. It's always been a problem. And this forest announcement doesn't mention that, by the way. That's a different topic. So Haisla. All the neighboring communities, for example, will get to decide what happens on your land mm -hmm. through this NDP announcement. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine all your neighboring tribes, and this goes for every tribe across BC. Uh, it'll, it'll like, like say Squamish, for example, or Musqueam, uh, Soyuz, uh, Taltan, all these bands. All these bands, if you're not part of that 50, you will have other First Nations along with NDP government deciding mm -hmm. what happens to your land, what happens to your rights and title. This is a breach of rights and title. It's a breach of Section 35 of the Constitution. I can't believe this is being allowed to happen here in BC. So I, I didn't want to see this day where I thought UNDRIP is harmless. UNDRIP is dangerous. It is absolutely dangerous to use an international document like this to wipe away rights and title in BC. I mean, when rights and title brought so much progress and wealth to BC, it brought forestry, it brought LNG, it brought mining, and it uplifted an entire generation of First Nations out of poverty. And now the NDP are trying to blind you with UNDRIP so they can take away your rights and title. That is not honorable. That's what the case law says. The government has to act honorable. This is not honorable. So First Nations, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll try to write this down and explain it because this is where I got my start. And to non-First Nations, you should look at this, agree, uh, this uh, announcement as well because really what they're saying is that, yeah, we've seen mills shut down all across BC. Yeah, we saw all those forestry workers lose all their jobs, but guess what? We're going to double down. We're going to make sure there's no more, there's more cutbacks to forestry. We're going to make sure there's more mills shutting down. We're going to make sure that more communities suffer than those communities that depend on forestry. So this, this is going to affect you too. Okay, so I'm, I'm going to go to the office. I'm going to try to see if I can put this down in some type of understandable form, but... This is the biggest breach of rights and title that I've seen at least since in the last 20 years. Okay? So, anyway, see you later. There you go. Someone actually made a comment here. It's happening because people are allowing it. You know what? I disagree with that statement because people aren't allowing it because they're not knowledgeable on what's actually going on. That's the issue. If you knew that something yeah. like this was going on, you would probably, you know, 
at least call someone or, or have a conversation about it. But I think the issue is, is that people don't know. They've got their head buried in the sand. And, uh, and that's the issues that we've got on right now is that um, this is why we're doing these sorts of webinars to get this information out, right? If we could, we would do a webinar every day, but I certainly don't have the time mm -hmm. to do that. So, but this, this is, this is, this is the way we, we win by spreading this information so that, you know, because typically I look at, I, and again, it's always easier to look at your own self and, and, uh, and see what was going on before COVID. I was just a busy business guy. I was out doing stuff. I'd go to hockey games. I'd, I'd do whatever it was socially and I'd have my head in the sand. But now, since I lost my business doing this and my other businesses have been vastly impacted, it's now woken me up. And I think that's really what it takes is to get people to wake up is, unfortunately, things have to be taken away from them or they have to be uh, run into a situation where you have either lost something or someone. And then that's when it goes, well, well, how does this all work and why did this happen? And boom. Then these, then these, and I, uh, I found it interesting. Things. Yeah. Sorry. Yes, I, go ahead. I, I know realistically that even in my neck of the woods, because I yeah. mean, Lethbridge is, Lethbridge is referred to one of the racist cities in Canada. Okay. So yeah, yeah. when you see the word indigenous and you see a bill going through, people, non natives are not paying attention. Okay. Yeah. And so with them not paying attention, you don't know what they're doing. No, that's and right. you don't know why they're doing it. Yeah, because I mean, even my brother, who I've never, who I haven't spoken to for years, yeah, called me asking me if I owned my land. Yeah. Okay, and I was thinking, why is he calling me and asking me that question? Okay, but it had all to do with UNDRIP and had to do all these things. So I mean, I've been studying and studying and saying, thinking, okay, what's going on here? Yeah for him to ask me these questions and for people to be worried about their lands. Yeah. And because I'm sorry, I'm Caucasian, I'm white or non-native married yeah. to a native who yeah. from largest reserve, I was six first nations boys. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I have a legitimate claim in all of the bridges that go along with all of this. Yeah, that's right. And, yeah. and so I need to speak up and be aware as much as I can. I mean, I have it all in my head and I can't always get it out the way I want to. But I mean, I understand what's going on and people need to pay attention because yeah. to me, sorry, because I'm the Christian person. Okay. Yeah. When, when God says that the beast will overcome the saints, yeah. all, the, all those who claim to be Christian, he's making war with the saints. Yeah. Why? Because they haven't, they have been greedy. They've been mm. working for cars and for houses and which which God told us not to do, yeah. okay. And so, with this legislation, with the legislations that are being passed, He is overcoming us. He mm -hmm. really, really is. And I'm a voice of warning because I'm Christian too. Yeah. To tell the people, guys, whether you're native or non-native, it's coming. The system yeah. to, to trample you under their feet is coming. It's here. It's at our doors. And yeah. you can't stop it, even if you want to, because it's prophecy. It's meant to happen. Yeah. Go ahead. All right. Let's go on to the next slide before we get really fire and brimstone. Okay. <laughs> We've seen this one, so we're good. 
Yeah, I know. There we go. All good. All good. Undrip the First Nations Indigenous Truth. Okay, according to the implementation guide, UNDRIP is not about having veto power over go government decision making. Hence, government is taking control. UNDRIP does not create new obligations. Mm -hmm. And UNDRIP con considered measures may adversely, adversely impact potential or established Aboriginal or treaty rights. Mm -hmm. UNDRIP, according to Article 43, I didn't put that in there, constitutes the minimum standard for survival. Yes. Minimum I, standard, I, guys. I've heard that. Yeah. Yeah. You get your water and your loaf or your slice of bread. Exactly. So when the, so when the UN have taken all your resources because you've contracted or you've built partnerships yep. that create infrastructures that have nothing to do with you and can put you in a jail once you realize what they've done. Yeah. Okay. You can't provide for your family and you can't drive your car and no. except for those that are playing the game until, but I mean, this is a minimum standard for those that are playing the game. Yeah. Those who are following the rules, this is a, this is a standard. Mm -hmm. And so if we're looking at feeding the poor or taking care of your neighbor, you can't cause that's, you're in trouble. That's legally like, that's yeah, right. that's, it's not your yeah, minimum. morally, morally condemnable and socially unjust. Okay, according to Andrew, so you can't do that anymore. That's why mm -hmm. when that digital ID, you can't be buying food for somebody else. You can't give someone on the street five dollars anymore to go yeah. buy a hot dog because yeah. everything your carbon footprint is being tracked. Yeah, and it's meant to trample on what good we could have done for our yeah. neighbor, but yeah. we can't do anymore. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> Okay, the federal government just passed a new modern treaty implementation policy. Go to the next slide. Okay. Okay, what does the modern treaty really do? It fulfills government's undrip need for free prior and informed consent. Sitting around a table with the Lands Claims Agreement Coalition, having a discussion about concerns. We're talking to you, we're addressing, but we're still going to do what we're going to do because we have an agenda to fulfill. That's okay? right. Yeah, yeah. But in reality, upholding UNDRIP to take all measures necessary, hence we sat with you, yeah. necessary to have people align with the UN purposes and principles of the Charter, promising no new obligations. Okay. Two, it speeds up the reconciliation process to transitioning First Nations communities into fourth level indigenous municipal government on private property lands, hence former reserve land. Mm -hmm. Okay, so this is this is this is the white paper. Okay, what what um, Pierre Elliott Trudeau started? Yeah, he was the prime Back minister in at the time. Sixty yeah, nine, and John yeah. Christian was the minister of Indian Affairs. Okay, yeah. this this that's what this is. Yeah. That's all that this is is transitioning because what did he say pierre elliott says his vision of a just society was one in which all discriminatory legislation was appealed mm -hmm. so when they mention the constitution 35 that's discriminatory legislation that makes you separate from everybody else mm -hmm. okay you can't do that anymore okay so undrip really is about abolishing all legal documents that previously existed, including the Indian Act and all existing treaties within Canada. 
Okay. That's what undrip does. Does that make sense? Yep. Yep. Okay. Wow. And, and is when you're saying about the reconciliation process, is that kind of the, the go-to word in the media talking about reconciliation yes. and, uh, so, you know what, here's, I'm going to, I'm going to bring this up now just because we're talking about reconciliation. So I had a question, we did this off camera just uh, at the beginning and I, you know, we were just in a casual conversation. So I asked, what is, um, what is with the, uh, the actual land acknowledgements at the beginning of hockey games, baseball, uh, when you're in a school theater, uh, those sorts of things, because to me, they kind of came out of nowhere. And it was under this umbrella or disguise of uh, reconciliation. But to me, it's never felt, it's never set right with me. I've always thought yeah. there, there's something, something not quite right that, that's happening with that. So uh, how did you explain that to me there? Okay. I'll go with what it is it says here. Okay. Um. Truth and okay, there's a truth and reconciliation co coalition. Okay. Okay. Where yeah. it says that um, they have to the provinces, the, the municipality, the provinces, and the federal government have to fully adopt and implement. Um, hold on, where am I? Sorry, give me a minute. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, the federal, I, I, provincial, and territorial governments have to fully adopt and implement the United Nations as a form of their reconciliation. Mm -hmm. It says, we call upon the governments of Canada to develop a national action plan, strategies, and concrete measures to achieve the goals. Mm -hmm. Them acknowledging the native lands. Yes. Like, even I was, even in, I was sitting at the um, Mount Royal University College. Yes, yeah. Okay. And the first thing that came out of their mouth was acknowledging that we were sitting on treaty land, okay? That's and, right. they, and me and my husband and son were the only ones sitting there from that reservation, okay? Yeah. T to me, this is them acknowledging. Yeah. Municipality-wise and provincially, you're sitting on their land. Yeah. It's a verbal. It's a verbal thing. Yeah. Because I haven't seen any contracts where the First Nations benefits from the fact that that university sits on the land. That's very true. Okay, and someone, I'm waiting. Someone, I'm, wait, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm waiting to see what happens with that. And I've asked the question to a number of people because I'm thinking yeah. if our, if if we're si if you're sitting on our land and that infrastructure that can be um, enforced yeah. by military action, okay, if we choose to say, well, that you're on our land, so either give us the right to go to school free, yeah, give us a give us a payment That's of monthly true. lease of being on the land. That's right. Or I want to see the government say, you know what? This is your land. This infrastructure is on it. We're going to charge you taxes. Yeah. We're going to charge you taxes because we're acknowledging that this is your land and we yeah. want you to pay up on the taxes for your portion yeah. of it. So, yeah. I mean, this can go two ways. Yes. But but I haven't seen which way it's going yet, technically. Yeah. But for them to be acknowledging it is a huge thing. Like yeah. it's huge. 
Yeah. Because well, and mean, the other thing that, that I've heard, and, and again, I don't want to give people false information. I don't usually like to at least do that, but this is, this is kind of the scenario that I heard was that in, in Vancouver, that has kind of, that has already passed as though it's undrip is come in. They've acknowledged that yep. uh, the land that's currently there now belongs to the, uh, uh, the first nations. And then yep. basically they're going to try and get, the First Nations involved so that they can be administered the land, et cetera, et cetera. And because they don't have, they have not been given the proper education or maybe the proper infrastructure in order to actually do well yeah. holding the yeah. land, they're basically going to come in after a while and say, no, no, you know what? You guys did a terrible job doing this land. We're just going to come in and save you guys. And so the UN will come in and basically that's just one way that they can get that land. Yeah, that yeah, I can see them doing that. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. But I mean, it's like it's like it's like that Ross, Ross guy said that we just listened to. Yeah, Ellis. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we just they had fifty communities out of the two hundred and some that are in BC yes. agree to play the game the way the UN or the government wants to play it, yeah. and hence Bill C forty five. They can sit around a table with those that are working yeah. with the process. Okay. Yeah. And everybody else, they're going to choose to ignore and they're yeah. going to do what they want with it. So when I see Christian, Christian Freeland coming into Northern Alberta for the caribou yes. thing, she's doing yeah. it under UNDRIP. Okay. Yeah. That's what yeah. she's doing it under. Yeah. But I haven't seen any Aboriginal groups saying yay for this or yeah. what are their treaty rights under the yeah. original treaty cost, treaty rights. That's you right. know, I'm not seeing any of those discussions. I haven't heard anything in my neck of the woods. So yeah. to me, it like, again, it, it it's another, they're doing what they can to accomplish their sustainable developmental goals. That's what they're yeah. doing. And yeah. so they'll use the Indian to do it. And then you're going to, they're going to use the corporation to do it. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. in the end, we're not going to have anything. No one's going to have anything. So here's another hypothesis that could happen. Again, I don't really want to fearmonger, but let's just say that does happen so that uh, the UN does come in. They take the land away from uh, the First Nations. We've done all these land acknowledgements. We're in this situation where we've, oh, you know, we we're so sorry for what our ancestors did in order to get the land. And now we're here but we're so sorry and we've given it to you. And now the UN is going to come and take it away because you guys didn't do a very good job stewarding your land. You should have kept it. We should have kept it. We're angry at you guys now. Right. Mm -hmm. Do you think that that could possibly happen too? where I'm, I'm just going to be racist. If you want to call it, the white man is going to be saying to the, the first nations that th you caused this to happen. And I think that could end up having some sort of a, a civil war. And I mean, and again, I, you know, I don't want to go all conspiracy theory on that, but these are, these are conversations that we should be happening. Have, have these conversations at your, uh, your dinner table. People are just too afraid to even have these conversations and, and, and see what, uh, what could possibly happen. I just know that they have their agenda. The, the UNA, yeah, United Nations has yeah. their agenda of what they're doing and why they're doing it. Yeah. And it looks different in it and it looks different in each country. Yeah. It does. Yeah. Yeah. But what I see my, one of the local reserves near me, it's called the Pagan Reserve near yeah. um Prince yeah. Creek. Okay. Yeah. They sold they sold they sold their water rights to the uh, to the old man river dam. 
Mm-hmm. Hence the water. They sold water rights. Yeah. Okay. Who does that? Yeah. When you have a people that need water. Okay. That's all but we've they're, heard. They're the looking at Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And, and so they're doing it because they're trying to make a buck and they're trying to help their poverty and they're trying to help their community. Yeah. But at what cost? Okay. Yeah. So is there smarts really going into some of this decision making? No. Okay. But that's why, I mean, I'd love to see the contracts. I'm not sitting there at the table to see what the contracts say. And I yeah. wish I could do an information there to see what the contracts say. But like yeah. I said, if you're sitting, if, if, if the, hockey game the flames hockey arena is sitting on first nations land or the city of calgary is sitting on first nations land we can have revenue coming off that land annually i agree without question yeah okay but will that upset i'm just saying saying i agree with what you're saying i'm not agreeing in principle as to that's exactly what exactly just so we're clear yeah 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 i understand that yeah. But to me, I'm looking at those kinds of lack of decision-making and lack of transparency that's not yeah. happening, yeah. okay? But it's those kinds of questions, like you said, in principle, you don't agree with that, but yeah. you understand why I'm saying that, yeah. okay? Absolutely. But it's that principle that the non-natives are afraid of, to thinking, okay, what are the natives going to do with this? Yeah. And I don't deny the United Nations are going to let us fight it out, hence we have to defend ourselves by ourselves. Yeah. I mean, the old Obama said that about Israel, okay? Yeah. You yeah. can have... Your independence, which is what natives are trying to do, is trying to establish their independence, okay, yeah. outside the Indian status, okay. But there's a price to pay for that, mm-hmm. one way or the other, for everybody. Yeah. And even I'm sitting to wait to see how this goes and where it goes because people are sitting on different sides of this line, okay. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm a little concerned about how fast this agenda is coming up because we, we just talked probably about half an hour ago about uh you know the election in uh the federal election 2025 and where that could go and um I- i'm actually thinking this could even be our last provincial election yep and the reason i say that is because if they go forward and they implement a digital id and you have to be in the system in order to at least be acknowledged as being a citizen of the land, a citizen of Canada or whatever, whatever they decide to do it. And you have to actually be registered in order to to do that vote. Well, there's going to be a lot of us that don't follow that and, uh, and good luck trying to vote. And, and, and pretty soon the government is just going to end up being worse than it even is because we're not going to have any, we're not going to have any opposition. That's basically what I wanted to get out is that opposition in government is, is at most, uh, peril uh, uh, at most uh, uh, needed because otherwise the government's just going to go and do whatever they want. You need yep. a strong opposition in there to say, no, you guys show us, show us where your data is and, and show us how this impacts everybody. And, and that is, that's, I think that's lacking right now in our, uh, in our government and, uh, and especially I'm, I'm, in the I'm, federal. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm of the same opinion you are. Yeah. I'm waiting to see, okay, you have to be registered with your digital ID to have yeah. a vote. Okay. Yeah. And if they play that game, yeah. I mean, that that's why to me, this presentation, yeah. this is a warning about why it happened. Yes. Because yeah. you, United Nations is basically made Canada a compound. Yeah. And so we have to, follow, I call it a UN occupation, if you want to call it that. Okay. Yeah. And because it is controlling what we say and what we do. 
And it's all contingent upon those principles we talked about on that list. Yeah. And so I'm waiting to see what happens. And when it says on the Alberta website, I'm serious, it says on the Alberta website that yeah. you have to have the digital ID to register your car. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I can't do the digital ID, so I won't be registering my car, my car people. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it lets us know it's, it's coming and there ain't yeah. nothing really much can do about it. Yeah. yeah. But be a voice of warning as to why it happened. This is I'm why it a, happened. Yeah. I'm not a, you bring up uh, registering a car. I'm not a fan of doing the registration every year. I think that's just a money grab. All you need to do is register a car when you buy it. And uh, the next person that buys it from you registers it. Or yeah. if, if it gets into an accident, it's written off, then your insurance company takes title of it and they, they're now the owners and then they can deal with it. But there's yeah. no reason you have to do this every year. Just like, right licensing i mean unless you want a new picture on your license hey you've got a driver's license if there's something that has specifically changed on you all of a sudden you need glasses or uh you've lost a limb or something you know something like that that affects you then you should go in and change it but to go in every year it's it's just a money grab and i i hate money grabs all right let's yeah. continue on otherwise i'll just stand on my soapbox <laughs> we don't want to do that okay Guys, I want us to pay attention. Yeah. The fear of God is wisdom. Mm -hmm. and, to, and to depart from evil is understanding. I pray this presentation has both brought you wisdom and understanding. Because we have to have a fear of God yeah. and be able to do the right thing for the right reasons when it's hard. Yeah. And it's about to get really hard, guys. Yes, it is. Yeah. And I'll leave this with you. Awesome. Thank you. So that's that's the last slide? I think so. Okay, so should I just check? Well, oh, I know yeah. there's one more. Yeah, we don't, have to, yeah we, we don't have to, we don't have to go there. Okay, awesome. Good. So let me uh I'll remove that one and let's bring you back on. Go back okay. on camera here. So that that was great. I uh I saw the presentation a few weeks ago um, when we were doing a Let's Talk Truth uh, conference, and okay. that's when I that's when I reached out to Rianne and uh, and wanted her to come on and uh, and talk about this stuff. And of course, there's as you can see, anytime that we talk about any of this sort of stuff, it just tangents off. There's there's so many other things, and and that's the issue that we've got is that they they're not just coming at us with one or two things they're coming at us with multiple and um you know it, it, the land use uh is a big thing. I'm, I'm cutting in and out okay do you want to uh turn off your camera again then we'll do that and we'll just uh i'll throw up <laughs> sorry i know that's okay and let's just you can't look do... pretty for the camera <laughs> oh but you're always pretty Let's do, um, there we go. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna put a, a screen up that just shows uh, APP here, just so you're not staring right at me. There we go. So yeah, and, and we, we, you know, bring up the, the whole point of APP and educating people on, on what's happening. And of course, we, we want to tie every conversation, every uh, webinar that we do with what, how can APP help this situation? And, and I have yet to be stumped by saying 
by having Alberta be its own, um, you can either you can either say have have its own uh, sovereignty within Canada, basically allow us to do our own stuff in our own house, or be its own independent uh, nation if you had to. And uh, you know, and and I'm always one to uh, that that kind of got me uh, aligned with APP initially was the if random referendum on independence. And uh, of course, the only way that works is if you educate people and what a referendum on independence really does and what the benefit in doing that. Because a lot of people that I know and have talked with, they basically have said to me, um, well, you're, you're nuts if you want to leave Canada. And it's like, well, how can we be nuts if we don't, right? Or at least get a better deal, right? And, uh, and obviously yeah. with this UNDRIP, if we can get away, at least in theory, if we can get away from the federal government and then deal with our own land issues within our own sovereign, whatever you want to call it, sovereign province or sovereign nation, then I think that gives us a better handle on what can happen. Now, that doesn't mean that that will totally get rid of the, the situation because we don't know what 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 the other powers that be will have in, in store for us, right? Uh, they may just come banging at our door. In which case we might need to defend ourselves. You know, we yeah. Might and see, that's that's the one thing I found interesting with all of this is because yeah. when you see that this issue is a global issue, hence yeah. it's happening in Utah, guys. It's happening in the yeah. states. Okay. Yeah. When we look at UNDRIP, they're looking even for international law. Yeah. Okay. The state because it they have parent parent states those that have foreign relations and can and can defend themselves by themselves. Yeah. Okay. But under international law, the individual or the province, for Canada's sake, we do not have any rights or obligations under the international law because we can't defend ourselves. Yeah. Okay. Unless we go back to the premise that God will be our defender because mm -hmm. he can do all things, you know, as long as he has a righteous people. Yeah. But we're lacking that. Yeah. But, but I think... To be quite honestly, to me, that's the only solution because it is happening globally. Yes, it is. Yeah. Okay. No matter so, where you go. Yeah. No matter where you go. So we can't escape this, yeah. which is exactly my point. He, the devil's being given power to make war with the people, the saints. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Why? Because it's meant to. We have to. We have to. We have to get on our knees, guys. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm yeah. going to be a little bit like Archer here and say, you know, depend on God and yeah. be humble. Yeah. Because. When it comes down to us, when it, like, I mean, my sons, my, I, I have four autism, autistic sons okay, with yeah. intellectual disabilities. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And two of them and I myself had a dream where international Asian troops were coming down my reserve road. Yeah. Okay. And they took our water and they took our fuel and they took our food and they took everything wherewith we had to subsist upon it by ourselves yeah for the intention that we would turn to them for support okay mm -hmm. so i can't depend on my neighbor that's five kilometers away or six kilometers away in that that's moment true. in time when yeah you're right okay? yeah but the only person i can depend on is, is getting on my knees and say okay god they took all my stuff yeah now i'm going to be like moses and depend manna from the wilderness mm -hmm. because i'm not going to the system that is not going to feed me by thy spirit yeah and so I just know that because a dream happens so vividly to three of us, yeah, it's going to come to pass. 
And we have already talked about Asian like Asian police forces in Canada. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm not surprised. We, I mean, the fact that we are an international territory yeah. and the UN is internationally governed, they can send international force. Mm -hmm. Okay, that have no scruples towards our way of life or our Christian values. That's what we were afraid of in yeah. in Ottawa when exactly. uh, convoy was. It was uh, we weren't sure who was the, actually the police force. It in the end, from what we can tell, it was Canadians. Um, but that's what we were afraid of: is that if somebody was coming in from uh, another country, they don't care what happens in Canada because they can just go back home now. Yeah. And so I'm waiting to see what happens. And when I yeah. look at Trudeau making the agreements with the other pre premiers of the provinces for the digital ID, yeah. okay, yes, lots of us that don't take it, we're going to suffer consequences because we don't. Yeah. But realistically, Trudeau, for him to play this move, sorry, this is a personal opinion right here, Yeah. he, he must have the force prepared to back it up. Yeah. Otherwise, he wouldn't be going at it this level this way. Because he knows he's going to get opposition to that decision making. Yeah. And the provinces are going to get opposition to those decision making processes. And so I'm waiting to see what they have. And I'm watching. Yeah. But to me, I'm waiting for that international troop to drive down my driveway. That's yeah. what I'm waiting for. We're going to go back and, uh, and look at some of the questions here. Um, okay. This was one I heard when native chiefs use indigenous or Aboriginal, the government can take their land using native word is the legal safe word to keep our native land. And, and again, before we actually went live here, I was, we were had this discussion and I came up with all these different terms. Uh, and, and in theory, they could all be the same, but uh, you'll know what I'm talking about here. So first peoples, first nation, native, indigenous, Aboriginal or Métis and Indian. So depending on the context, they could all be the same. And as Ray, uh, Rayanne said at the beginning about the reason they're changing it to Indigenous basically means that everybody, everybody, uh, you know, it, it's it's people of the land. So if if I'm Indigenous and the uh, whatever agreement that uh, is in uh, Canada and they say uh, we can take Indigenous land, well, I guess you could take my house because I'm Indigenous to the land. Exactly. Yeah. I looked up my own definition when I was doing my studying. Okay? Yeah. Aboriginal means first original primitive people are the first to inhabit a country. Yeah. To me, that would be First Nations. Yeah. But according, yeah. but I'm going back to the Constitution for constitutional purposes. Yeah. For treaty land rights and resources, they use Indian yeah. and Aboriginal and Métis. Yeah. So, but. I don't endorse indigenous. Lots of native, lots of First Nations use indigenous. Every indigenous studies, all yeah. of it. Yeah. To me, with my knowledge, what I know, I can't like I can't go there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, I'm still scrolling through. There's there's lots of com lots of comments. Lots of good comments there. Hunter um, fisheries the tool division against yeah. Canadians tool which eliminates hunting. Yes, it does. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Take, it takes away all well that's the one thing when it's when it separates out indigenous to women children da 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 okay yeah. you're trying to separate the people like persons on purpose yeah you know they don't want they don't they don't they don't even want traditional family okay no they don't culturally no, they don't. belong in a family belong with parents we have children okay yeah. they separate those out yeah. on purpose 
Yeah. And so, hence they even have the mature minor law for children. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because they don't want parents to have say over their children. Well, and and again, so I might as well just step out on that as well. Um, my concern about the government coming in with these new um, child care, you know, uh, subsidies and all that is basically to say, you know, we're going to make it so cheap that children can go to uh, uh, be be in care, be in care of the school or or whoever, and the parents can go and work and. Basically, we can indoctrinate your kids even better, or yeah. we can do whatever we want to them. Because yeah. even as it is now, uh, I, I'm not sure what the age is, and someone's probably going to point it out, but uh, they can uh, vaccinate your kids without parent consent. Yeah. And that might be as low as five, but I think it's 12, but I could be wrong on that. So I just want you to know that according to the um, United Nations World Core curriculum, yeah. they want to go to kids as, as young as seven. Yeah. When no child is left behind yeah. and they want to indoctrinate them with um, global citizenship. Yeah. That's why they're doing it. Yeah. And so that mature minor law is about to be expanded as far as I can, can see. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. At the beginning, there was lots. Who signed us on to this? Who signed this on to this? Yeah. Um, and, and, and really, who is pulling the strings now? Now, is it actually Klaus Schwab? from the WEF that is saying to the Canadian government, um, you guys have to do this, or is it uh, a bunch of other minions? I don't know if we'll actually know that. Yeah. So here's another question. Please elaborate on getting your house in order. What, what should we do specifically? Well, because... Well, I was going to say, well, you can figuratively get your house in order, right? Um, yeah. I have a bit of a bug out plan if it happened, but that's just that's just me. You can you people out there. I, I have I have, I have my bug out bags yeah. too. Yeah, you can yeah. you can decide how how and what you want to be doing. Uh, but I think it's uh, you know the second part to that is uh, you know uh, whatever you God do. Wants I was going to say whatever you do, be spiritually okay with it. Right. Yeah. Go get on your knees and ask God what he needs you to do and do it. Yeah. Cause he'll tell you if you're humbly asking him. Yeah. I'll see if I can find a couple more questions. Uh, oh, here's one. Seems like an opportune time for this to become an issue of great importance for the election in May. It is. So I don't know if you've seen the NDP um, video uh, of the NDP candidate that walked up to someone's house and um, the candidate was kind of laughing. He's kind of this nervous laughing going up and talking. It's it's stressful going up and doing the door knocking. I'm not going to lie about that. But uh, the girl was asking about, uh, you know, what, what plans they have for health care. And uh, they said, you know, uh, about getting uh, vaccinated. And it would have been great if everybody got vaccinated. And then she went off and told her story about uh her kids that died. Um, now she didn't say whether or not they died of the vaccine, but my guess is they probably were um, uh, a bit of uh, maybe suicidal or, or something like that. And maybe that's what that's what happened. But either way, the NDP uh, candidate was kind of laughing uh, and and not laughing as in ha ha as in like I don't even know what she's talking about. I should just be whatever. And but those are the questions we should be asking. Again, 
you know, dinner table conversations. This is this, this is the type of stuff that you know. It's great to talk about what's what's happening on the la uh, Last of Us or the uh, or any Netflix documentary, but these are the conversations that I really enjoy. Is is finding out what people think about certain things. Right. Yeah. I may be wrong, but it seems to me that refusing the digital ID will make other things mute. You can't control anything without. Well, if you get 4.4 million Albertans agreeing with you and uh, saying we don't want a digital ID, then maybe that will happen. But again, I think we need to educate people as to what's going on in order for that to happen. Yeah. And I mean, okay, they have a doctrine in the UN called the spirit of inclusion. Yeah. It's a Luciferian doctrine. So those who do not play the game, yeah. lots of people, lots of people are going to take the digital ID. Okay, yeah. they are. Oh yeah. But okay. But the point is, God is making war with the Christian. Yeah. Not everyone has the same rules of governance with God that that the Christian does. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. so we're told certain rules that we should have followed and obeyed, and if we do. Yeah. Okay. And so when when you look at it that in that context. Yeah. He wants to see who you are. He's establishing who you are. Are you following yeah. him or you're not following him? Yeah. And lots of people will be compelled to because they're trying to pay their cars and they're trying to put food on the table and all. So if they haven't been paying attention and this comes down and they are Christian. Yeah. Okay. That's why lots of people are going to be overcome. Yeah. He overcomes all Christians, nations, kindreds, tongues, and people. Yeah. Okay. Okay, any and except for except for those whose names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Mm. Okay, so that tells you that, like Archer and, and him willing to go to jail for his rights, and the pastors are, or the even the truckers who are in jail. Okay, yep. they're demonstrating their walk of faith with God in this moment in time, and their testimony is being borne witness as to what they have done and what they are doing to yep. show us what's about to come to pass to the rest of us, mm -hmm. and so. I'm paying attention and yeah. I'm hence putting my house in order because yeah. will it stop them from taking me away? No, yeah. but at least I've done everything I could to not contribute to what it is they're doing. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to bring up uh, the statement here. As long as people go vote, the numbers should be legit. Then ballots are hand counted and provincial. And that's very true. And we've actually talked about that. So municipal and federal are done through, I'll call them voting machines, not necessarily dominion voting machines, but they're that sort of thing. No, these, uh, when you actually have scrutineers in uh, provincial, the, the, uh, the ballots go into a box and the scrutineers watch in the box. And then they almost never lose sight of that box. You know, uh, if they trade off, then people at least get to see that box doesn't move. Then it goes into the room. They get tipped over. They look at it. Like, that's a fair way. And it's yes. honestly, it's the slowest way because obviously that's what we want. We actually do want things hand counted. So, in but, I mean, we don't know. We don't know if they're going to have, just like they changed the riding districts. Oh, yes, they did. Yeah. 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 Okay. We don't know what they're going to do. Hence, they could yeah. implement the digital ID that you have yeah. to have to go in to vote. So yeah. I'm waiting to see if that's what they do. Yeah. I hope that they don't. Yeah. But and even even in May, I mean, sorry, King Charles is going to be inaugurated or whatever kingship in May. Yeah. So yeah, even right. he has his plans as to what's going to happen in May, according yeah. to the, the government, the world government system he has planned for 
the yeah. Commonwealth country of Canada. So I'm waiting to see what happens. Yeah. I, I mean, we looked at what happened with COVID within six months. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Six yeah. And, months is nothing. Yeah. And I still say, you know, it only takes a, a small amount of time for people to get, uh, to form a habit. Right. Like you only need to smoke, you know, a couple of packs and you end up getting a smoking habit or you need to have a couple of beers at night and then get get gets in. I'm not saying that I endorse that. No, I'm just it's just things become habits and uh, and, you know, working out Um, when I was running, I I was actually a really good uh, marathon runner, believe it or not. Yes, believe it or not. Uh, I was always in the top five percent finishing races Uh, and. And with that, it took a lot of dedication. But really, at the beginning of the season, all it really took is maybe to go out for a week. And then your body wanted to just keep doing that. And the reason I bring that up is about um, uh, how quickly it is to form habits is because there are still people out there wearing masks wherever they go. Right. Mm-hmm. And and there are certain cases and uh, there's always the exception. You know, someone is sick. They need to go out to the store to get a carton of milk. So they put a mask on. Great understanding. But when I see it all over the place again, and it's actually gotten worse, I think, in the last little bit because of the fear mongering of the media saying that this is what's going on. And yeah. um, and I, I actually stated this before when I was back in Winnipeg in December that um, Manitoba implemented a completely different system where not only were masks recommended, but you were back to only having a certain number of people in a store at a time. And that was in December. And as far as I know, that has not changed. I think they're still doing that. Mm-hmm. As ridiculous as that is. Anyways, we yeah. got Yes. Yeah. What uh, Would you share what steps you were doing to get your house in order? Well, I think that that's going to be for every individual, uh, what they're doing and right. Because, uh, I live in the city, so there are certain things that I need to do in the city. If you're in rural, there are certain things, uh, again, uh, ran, if, uh, your nearest neighbors, five kilometers away, that's good and bad, right? You can't just, uh, go over and, uh, and ask, uh, for a cup of sugar from your neighbor, uh, versus I can, but at the same time, I'm also probably on a street where my neighbors will be the first. Well, I shouldn't say that. <laughs> I was going to say <laughs> one neighbor in particular will probably turn me in for doing something. Right. Because that's but, just the way it is. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, people need to see that the house of order is both spiritual and physical. Yes. Yeah. There's yeah. a physical put your house in order. So get your bug out bags, get your yeah. food, get your water, get yeah. what you can. Because I don't know when they're coming to your door, but they yeah. will be coming to your door. Yeah. But more important thing which i know even the un knows because that's why they have a one world religion okay one world government is because they know that religion or the spirit is important so have a house of fasting a house of prayer house of order yeah okay a house of god that's what you need to do to put your spiritual house in order because when the physicals fall away which they're going to yeah i look I, i look at it say god told me we're heading into a season of sabbath mm-hmm. you know how on sabbath in the scriptures there's no buying or selling anyway we're supposed to rest for that day yeah. okay whatever you saw christ doing on the sabbath conform yourself to know that that's what you should be doing yeah and when you're advocating or working with the spirit he'll let you know what to do and he'll send you where you need to be yeah but that's my yeah 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 but, but this, this is great. I mean, talking about UNDRIP 
and uh, and then bringing in the spirituality of, of everything because um, it all again it all ties together and we all need to know what what is what is going on in the big picture. And, and lots uh, of people, when, and lots when of people know, don't. No, sorry, lots of all people of, don't want to don't want to look at it. But in yeah, yeah. sorry, yeah, but I'm sorry. That's why it, it's a theocracy. It is yeah. a theocracy. Yeah. It is physical and spiritual. Even the UN is doing it, guys. Yeah. So yeah. we can't say we can separate the two. Otherwise, yeah. they would be doing it. They'd separate them, but they're not. Yeah. They know why they're coming after Christians, because yeah. we're we're a force to be reckoned with when we get on our knees. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. That's Sorry, that. Gary. No, that that's great. That and you know. Here's a, here's a question. What's what's bug out bags? Um, basically, it's if things got so bad in your town or even in your your uh, maybe in a, an apartment complex or whatever you need, and you need to get out for whatever reason, you just have a bag that you know has kind of kind of the stuff that you need, right? Now whether or not, like it, and again, it depends on on uh, your own personal thing. Uh, I've got um, mine has uh, pictures believe it or not, pictures of uh, my family and my kids, because no matter where I go, I want to be able to see that. And as much as it would be great to have my phone, I'm not convinced that uh, I would be yeah. running around with my phone. So I exactly. want that. Uh, <laughs> exactly. you know, obviously water and, and stuff to sustain yourself, but uh, you know, tools. Um, and I mean, there's, there's lots of websites out there that, that show that stuff. So um if you, if you want to go that way, it's, I think it's, it's good to have that no matter what, like if, and again, I'm in Calgary, so the chance of an earthquake or a tsunami are pretty slim, but you never know, like there could be uh, an explosion or maybe a rail car uh, tips over mm -hmm. and they have to burn the chemical inside it. You know, you never know what's really going to happen. So you need to get out. So yep. that would, you know, if, if there's anything, um, any value in that? I I would suggest you just have a backpack that's that's kind of ready for that. So, hurricane. Amen, Gary. Amen. <laughs> and so with that, we are over two hours, and uh, so I think we're going to wrap up. Um, okay. I definitely want to thank Rayanne for coming on. Thank you so much. Other than the technical glitches, I think this worked out just amazing. Um, and and so good to get the the information out. Um, and of course, I'd like to thank everyone for staying on and and watching and, and, and making comments and asking questions. That's great. Um, uh, of course, we do these weekly webinars every Wednesday with new speakers. And uh, just so you know, next week, I'm actually really excited about next week. We have uh, Greg Hill from freetofly.com. And we're talking about a few things, including traveling uh, during and after COVID, traveling in 2023, um, pilot health and safety, which is uh, mm -hmm. seems to be a concern for a lot of people now. And the other thing is what's happening in the USA. There's a, a bill that's going through or has gone through the House of Representatives and now it's in the Senate. And uh, basically to uh, lift the uh, COVID restriction mandates from um, all foreign nationals. So anybody that's traveling into the US and uh, that's in the Senate. And uh, so Greg will be talking more about that because he obviously knows a lot more than we do. And so it'd be great to have Greg in uh, next week. Uh, and I'd also like to acknowledge the volunteers that go into uh, to doing these uh, webinars as well as anything for APP. I'm going to bring up uh, uh, what I probably should have done in the first place is 
we've got um, on the website itself, we actually have lots of uh, different events, chapter events. Uh, and again, this is the one with Greg Hill for, for next week. Uh, none of these events would happen with vol volunteers. And so APP really requires uh, volunteers. And if you can donate your time, uh, that would be great. And you can always go on the website and find out, uh, find out more. Uh, my volunteer time pretty much consists of uh, webinars and uh, and um, doing all that sort of digital media type of stuff. So, uh, you know, if you're in, inclined to do that, please join us. And that would be amazing. Um, and you know what? I think that's probably all I need to say about, uh, about all that. So I'm going to bring you back on camera. Come back on camera. That way we can see your pretty face and we will uh, we will do a proper goodbye. Thank you so much. Again, thank you, Ryan. Thank awesome. you for having me. Yes, thank you. And we will uh, we will definitely do this again. We'll uh, you know, there's there's these these are the types of conversations that we can update uh, every six months, anyways, and find out what's what's going on. So, and with that, I'm going to wish everyone that watched a fabulous <laughs> rest of your evening, and we hope to see you at an event soon. And uh, otherwise, I will see you next Wednesday for another webinar of uh, Alberta Prosperity Project. Thank you very much. Have a great night. And now I have to do other here. There we go. Let's do this. Good night.